Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Matthew chapter 27, verses 1 through 10. Jesus has been betrayed and arrested. He's been handed over to the Sanhedrin. Peter has denied Jesus, and now he'll be delivered to Pilate, and we'll learn the rest of Judas's story. Chapter 27, verse 1. When morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. So some of those proceedings and discussions that we talked about in the previous text happened in the middle of the night. By this time, it's morning, and a larger number of the 70 members of the Sanhedrin would have been present to kind of formally finalize this verdict. Verse 2, And they bound him and led him away and delivered him over to Pontius Pilate, governor under Tiberius Caesar, the Roman emperor. He's assigned to this outpost that oversees Jerusalem. And while the Jewish people are subjects of Rome, they're under Roman rule, they are also allowed to function relatively autonomously to have their Jewish power structures in place, even their Jewish court system or legal system, which we've seen carried out a little bit in the text that cover Thursday evening's proceedings. The Romans, however, withheld the right to execute people. So for Jesus to be executed, the Romans had to get involved. Verse 3, Then when Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he changed his mind and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. They said, What is it to us? See to it yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver, into the temple, he departed, and he went and hanged himself. So we talked about Judas back in chapter 26, verse 24, when Jesus told the disciples at the Last Supper that Judas would betray him. Jesus said it would be better for that man if he had never been born. And we deduce from this the very worst outcome, that is that Judas not only died, but he has been condemned to hell. And if that's the case, the reason he would have been condemned to hell is because he never put his faith and trust in Christ. And now we see him supposed changing his mind. It's interesting when you look at the Greek words, the English phrase changed his mind derives from a Greek word metamelomai, which is different than another Greek word, which is translated in English repent. That word is metanoia. So Judas experienced some feelings of regret and remorse to be sure, but Matthew didn't use the word metanoia, which is full on repentance, the kind of repentance that is required for somebody who puts their faith in Christ and turns away from their sin, admits their need for forgiveness forgiveness and a savior. And you can imagine why Judas would have remorse. He'd spent some time with Jesus and the disciples. He saw this all unfold and he's thinking, man, he didn't do anything wrong. Why did I do this? That doesn't necessarily mean that he has put his faith in Christ. Therefore, what Jesus says in chapter 26, 24 about it would have been better for him if he'd never been born is not negated. I'm going to come back to that in a second and make an application for us based on that very important distinction. First, let's continue with verse six. But the chief priest taking the pieces of Silver said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury since it is blood money. So they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field as a burial place for strangers. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him on whom a price had been set by some of the sons of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field as the Lord directed me. This is a prophecy from the book of Zechariah. And again, God 
God is directing Matthew to include this to help his audience understand that these prophecies from the Old Testament that you all believe are being fulfilled in the life of Jesus Christ. It's interesting that they would not put the 30 pieces of silver back into the treasury, but they had no problem spending them on a field. This is probably based on a text back in Deuteronomy that said you can't bring the fee of a prostitute or the wages of a prostitute into the house of the Lord because this money has been basically earned through illicit activities. Just like the 30 pieces of silver paid to Judas to betray Jesus was illicit, when Judas brings it back, they can't put it in the treasury, but they can go buy a field with it. In either case, what they did was despicable, but these are the contortions and the hoops that they're willing to jump through to justify this kind of behavior and to not totally lose out on the returned 30 pieces of silver. That's a pretty convenient use of pseudo-religious principles that allow them to live with themselves and conduct business the way they've conducted it. By the way, when we get to Acts chapter 1 verses 18 and 19, we're going to see an account of Judas's death that seems to be at odds with this account. And I'm not going to say anything about that now. We'll wait till we get there later in the Bible overview. But my short comment about that is that these are complementary accounts, not contradictory accounts. So stay tuned for when we get to Acts chapter 1, which is going to be quite a while from now. Now, before I wrap this up, let's go back to Judas's remorse, the fact that he changed his mind and brought the silver back. I think it's very important for us to make a distinction in our own minds and our own understanding of forgiveness and salvation to differentiate between, on one hand, feeling bad and wishing we hadn't done something, and on the other hand, taking it to a whole nother level and repenting for our sin, putting our faith in Jesus Christ. There are a lot of people who don't trust Jesus Christ who have felt bad for what they've done. And just because they change their mind about what they've done does not mean that they're saved, does not mean that they've received the forgiveness that comes through faith in Christ. The only way that we receive Christ's righteousness, the only way that we receive the penalty we owe God for our sin, Mark paid, is if we will acknowledge our sin as sin, change our mind about it, and then change the direction of our lives away from a trajectory towards sin and away from God and toward a trajectory of personal faith in Jesus Christ. I wonder how many people are walking on planet earth today or have in the past who think that they are Christians because they have acknowledged that something they did in their life was wrong but who have not ever taken the step of receiving Jesus Christ, believing in his name, confessing with their mouth that he is Lord, and believing in their heart that God raised him from the dead. Those are the things required for people who are truly repentant. Metanoia instead of metamelomai. It might be a good time for you and I to do a little self-reflection and reaffirm our faith in Christ as the thing that saves us and remind ourselves that merely feeling bad about something we've done wrong in the past isn't enough. I'd be interested in your thoughts and feedback to this concept. You can always email us at info at christiancrusaders.org. We'll catch you tomorrow where Jesus stands before Pilate. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.